Eric Garcetti tweets, City libraries are ready for any LAUSD <laughs> students that are out of school today during business hours. Uh, oops. Uh, last time we talked about the city libraries, we were talking to Joel Grover, right? Yeah. And uh, the investigation into all the people doing heroin and porn in those libraries. So just, I mean, it's okay. Just keep an eye on your kids. Send them to the library. Weird as that sounds. One of the uh, new fires that we're talking about is the Lilac Fire burning down in San Diego County in the Fallbrook area. Said it uh, started right near where the 115 and State Route 76 come together. It's about 150 acres right now, but uh, the conditions there have been Just as bad, if not worse, than what we've seen throughout L.A. County and Orange County today and Ventura County is the fact that it's uh, it's warm enough, warmer than usual, but it's also very dry and the winds have been whipping through there uh, pretty significantly. So we'll keep an eye on that lilac fire again burning near Fallbrook. Monica Ricks has been covering the fire near Silmar, the Creek Fire. It's a 10 percent containment. Monica, what is the latest? Hey, guys, they are making progress. So this fire has burned a little more than 12,000 acres, actually nearly 13,000 acres. And uh, they've reached 10% containment. But they are worried that later tonight, as these winds start to pick up, that some of those embers could be blown away and maybe start new fires, like that lilac fire. They say embers can typically travel about two to three miles if the winds are strong enough. But these winds are so strong, they're afraid embers could travel up to 10 miles away. Way. So there's there's a lot of um, scrambling now to cut as much fire line as possible. Again, they've made progress, so it's 10% containment now. But they're hoping to get as much done because the winds are relatively calm for now. Yeah, that was the uh, concern was that these winds were going to pick up. Is there a, a sense of, uh, of relief uh, or is anybody letting their guard down yet? You know, I did I did ask if there's some sort of sense of relief that they are making progress, and the answer was yes for most of the firefighters that I talked to. Because winds have been calm, they've been able to work, um, you know, and, and, and get some of this fire under control. But when you go into those canyon roads, the winds are much tougher. Hurricane-force winds is what they're dealing with because those winds tend to funnel in, in those canyons. So the the equipment is tough to get a hold of, uh, get a hang on. Um, it, it's tough to maneuver smaller vehicles like trucks and um you know they're they're a little bit worried that it could get worse um but for now i I think they're 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 doing okay they're just trying to work as quickly and as efficiently as possible until later tonight all right monica thank you so much for your update thanks guys monica ricks is out there at the uh, command center for the creek fire which is the one burning near silmar just to kind of do the quick roundabout uh, the the fires that uh, that we're concerned about that have at least uh, are undergoing uh, some massive expansion today. This lilac fire is in Fallbrook, which is North San Diego County, near the 15 and the 76, and it looks like that's at 150 acres. But just based on the conditions and some of the early video, that thing is going to explode to several hundred acres by the next update. I can just just assume that. Um, the Skirball fire through Sepulveda Pass, no flames. That's pretty much out. Although they're just saying 20 percent containment there. Rye fire in Santa Clarita burned 7,000 acres as of this morning. I personally, I couldn't see any smoke from the rye fire. Creek fire in Silmar, as Monica just said, about uh, 12,600 acres. And then the Thomas fire is the big one. That's where Chris Carlo has been for the last few days. 96,000 acres in just three days. Yeah, when you think about the totality, we're throwing a lot of numbers at you. But, you know, 200,000 people are out of their homes. 200,000 when uh, can 
for all the fires. Sure. For all the the the, the evacuation orders that still stand. It's a hell of a lot of people whose lives are kind of up in the air as they wait and, and hope for the best. Now, we're going to have some more winds that change later on this afternoon and tonight. And that red flag warning has been extended until Saturday. So we are definitely not out of the woods. I mean, it seems like the, the fire up there in Santa Clarita, that one's fine. But Thomas Fire... That thing, that keeps flaring up. Yeah, the thing is, there's still plenty of fuel in the areas that the Thomas Fire is headed. We talked with Chris and Carlos standing there on uh, Berea Beach, which is basically the end of it. But even if it doesn't pass those palm groves that are just on the beach side of Highway 101, uh, it it has the potential to go across just another two-lane road at that point, which I think is Faria Road along all of those houses, and there's a few dozen houses there on Faria Beach that could potentially go up as a result of this. And like you said earlier, I mean, imagine if you live on Faria Beach, you're one of those people, you're lucky enough to live literally on the beach, tucked away in a little pocket of Ventura County. You probably never thought that fire was going to be the issue. No, because you, you worry maybe about a tsunami after an earthquake. Right. But you never think that wildfire is going to claim you. It's not something you think about. Like when I moved up to the foothills, that was my first thought. I'm moving into fire land up here. Right. You don't think that way when you're moving to the beach. I just retweeted some video of a man who is right up against a fire line, looks like next to a road, rescuing a bunny. Oh, I saw that. Nighttime shot, isn't it? The guy is so frantic. I thought when I saw that originally that it was his pet, like his dog is running around in this field that's on fire. But, yeah, it's a bunny. Yeah, it's really sweet. What? I'm just, do you have any any videos of the guy rescuing a human or anything? If you saw a little bunny struggling through the fire, you would go and rescue that bunny, wouldn't you? I hope so. Yes. Guys, yes I, is the answer. Yes is the answer. Yes. I have some other good news. What? The Possathon page is back up. Oh, what? <laughs> and, Boy. And, and uh, we're still probably behind. It on- actually says right here that uh, we are up by $15. We yes! are. Oh, that's excellent. All right. Here's how you're going to bid on it. Go to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Possathon. What we have uh, up for auction for tomorrow's uh, big Pastathon for Katarina's Club is a game at Dodger Stadium with us mm. in the suite. Now, even if you don't want to go with us, that's, I mean, we, I we'll, kind of think we'll, we're just we'll a just, bonus. Yeah, we'll and if you want, we'll just sit in the corner. Up. I don't care. It's we, fine by me. quiet. It's food. Dodger dogs. The beer. The you can Dodger have like dog. nine Dodger dogs if you want. Oh, you my could, God. That's like heaven. You I know, put, right? You could put... You could put them in your pocket. Put them in your pockets. Them. Well, no, those are John and Ken's people. Oh, <laughs> Remember when they were putting hot dogs in their pocket? And the Dodger dogs are pretty long, so now, they stick I, out. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting Dodger dogs in your pockets because those are delicious. But you're just your everyday run-of-the-mill hot dogs. Yeah. Just the steam. It's not a good look. Anyway, th- these uh, this auction item includes transportation for you and a friend to join us at the Dodger game in the suite and right now it's at 730 bucks. So we're above John and Ken. By the way, they are the home team in this, in that they get to pitch their auction item after we do. True. So we have to make it an insurmountable lead before we bring in the closer. It's going to be such a fun night. I can guarantee that. Well, I know that. that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, how are Johnny Cash? How are they even going to sell the fun part of theirs? Well, easy. I mean, we like them. Oh, I'm not saying, and yeah. I would enjoy a night but, with them. But it's but a fun. We're, we're more fun. We're more fun. We're more fun. We'll come back. By the way, we had to push Tech Talk back one segment, but Mark Saltzman's going to join us. You got some last minute gift ideas for the uh, tech lover in your family. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM six forty. Gary and Shannon. We will uh, update you on all of the fires, including the latest one, which is the lilac fire during, uh, burning down in the Fallbrook area along I-15. Only about 150 acres, but uh, any fire right now is a dangerous fire. Since it is Thursday and in the 1 o'clock hour, we get to talk to our friend, USA Today columnist, Mark Saltzman. Mark Saltzman. The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk. Brought to you by Skynet. Mark Saltzman joins us for his gadget gift guide today because you know there's somebody in your life where you're like, oh, what do I get that person? He's so hard to shop for. That's why we have Mark. Mm-hmm. He has Thanks, all guys. the answers. <laughs> well, so, happy early holidays to you. Well, thank you. You too. What uh, What are you getting for us this year? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get a pen out here. Um, <laughs> so why don't we start off with Google Pixel Buds. These are these new wireless earbuds that will work with any phone. I mean, they're Bluetooth, uh, but they're fully wireless, so you don't have to tether this to your device. In fact, the smartphone that you have may not even have a headphone jack anymore. Uh, But what I really like about Google Pixel Buds, well, two things. One is that it's got built-in Google Assistant. So you press the uh, one of the earbuds, and then you can ask a question, give a command, like you would with your Google Home or, you know, uh, your hands-free personal assistant built into the earbuds themselves. So you can ask, you know, how long is it going to take for me to get to work, you know, order an Uber, whatever you want to do or say, you just it's just pressing, pressing a button on the earbuds. The second thing, which is even cooler, is real-time language translation. Oh, my. So if you haven't seen this demo, if you want to Google Pixel Buds language, then here's how it works. Uh, supporting up to 40 different languages. If you're wearing Google Pixel Buds and you've got one of the new Google phones, the Pixel 2, and you're talking to somebody who speaks another language, let's say someone who speaks French, you can't speak a, a stitch of French. It doesn't matter because if they've got the Google Pixel Buds in their ear, you whatever you say in English will be translated in real time to French to her, and she will hear a, a French person talking. Uh, it's all AI, artificial intelligence, and then right back at you again. So when she answers in French, the microphone hears it and then translates it in real time to English, so you hear in your earbuds in English. So this is really a glimpse into the future where you can be dropped into any country and uh, hands-free having a conversation with someone uh, who has who speaks another language than you. That, so that's, that's pretty cool. But that's part of the fun of travel is to, <laughs> yeah. to figure out how it's to communicate to doing. each other. And you're speaking a little of this and you're speaking a little of yeah. that. Well, if you call that fun, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no I, I hear you. So 159 for the Google Pixel Buds, that's one pick. Um, and speaking of smartphones, if you are in the market for uh, a phone for yourself or for, your say, your partner, uh, my favorite phone of the year by far is the Samsung Galaxy. Galaxy Note 8. This is a larger device. It's 6.3 inches, yet it feels very comfortable in your hand. It's uh, it's not too big because it's almost all uh, screen on the front. It's an infinity screen, as they call it. It's 83% screen-to-body ratio, which is higher than other phones. So it's a beautiful device. Uh, another hallmark of the Note family of smartphones is a stylus pen 
tucked in underneath the phone. So when you want to use your uh, use a, a an S Pen from Samsung instead of your fingertip, you just pop it out, and then you start writing on the screen, whether you're jotting down notes, playing games, whenever you want greater precision. You can be sketching or drawing. Um, there's also this neat, speaking of language translation, you can hover over a word with the S Pen without even touching the screen, and it'll tell you what it means in another language, even if it's a photo. So imagine you're at a, I don't know, a French restaurant, just to stick with French again. You take a picture of the menu, and then you hold the stylus pen over the word, and it'll tell you the uh, word in English. Pretty neat stuff. So it's 949 for this, but it has expandable memory. It's waterproof. I mean, it's got everything. You go down the checklist. Phenomenal cameras. So that's my phone of the year is the Galaxy Note 8. Very cool. We've talked before about the Nintendo Switch. I think when we talked last year, it was one of your big choices, and this year it is as well. Yeah, so it just came out when we last spoke about it, probably, and uh, it, they've had a great year. Unlike, you know, the Nintendo Wii U, which was a failure for Nintendo, because not only did they not, N- Nintendo themselves didn't create many games for it, but none of the other big companies did either, like Activision here in Santa Monica or uh, EA, and no, everybody abandoned it, but they really got it right with the Switch. So it's, uh, if your listeners have not yet seen a Nintendo Switch or their kids have not yet asked for it, it is both a portable gaming system and and a home console. So you can bring it with you to go. You can have the kids playing in the backseat to reduce the are we there yet uh, when you're visiting family over the holidays. Uh, but then when you get home, you get this docking station with it. So you just snap it in, connect it to your TV, and now you've got big screen entertainment. What's the availability so, for that? Because I know one of my friends was trying to find one, and she couldn't find one anywhere. So n- Nintendo has assured me that they have stocked up for the holidays because there was a shortage. The, the, the demand was out uh, stripping the supply. Um, I, the same could not be said for the Nintendo Classic system where you want to play all those retro games. That is very hard to find. That's yeah. that, uh, you know, where you have those, like, you know, games from the uh, from the 80s that you can play in early 90s. But uh, but at least the Switch you can play, and you can find that now. So it's two ninety nine, um, and again, it's just a very versatile system. So I really, I, some of the games like Super Mario Odyssey, just super fun. Uh, Legend of Zelda wasn't available when we last spoke, but it is now Call of the Wild. So amazing stuff. And then the last pick, I guess, would be uh, virtual reality. We're finally at the point where there's a ton of content, and the price of admission is dropping down. So the Google Daydream VR is a headset that works with many different phones. You just snap it into the visor part, and then you grab the controller, which is included, and you get to play thousands of different games and apps. Many of them are free. Uh, or you can you know, watch 360-degree movies. It's not just about gaming. Um, you can even watch Netflix, if you like. Just have It's simulating like a 100-plus-inch screen. Um, very comfortable to wear over long periods of time. It does work with multiple phones, and that's the Daydream VR. So that's uh, just, you know, four picks that I think, you know, with varying price points that I think are some of the highlights for 2017 for me. You and had- then you also mentioned uh, an- uh, Ancestry DNA. I did that, too. It's a lot of fun to find out. Yeah. I mean, it was more so for me because I was adopted, so I really didn't know what the hell I was. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but cool. um, what, did you, what did you find out? Can you share it? Uh, yeah, it's just it's what you would expect if you look at me, like a lot of uh, Eastern European. You too, I think. When you, I think you, I yeah. read your uh, your results as well. Yeah, just yeah, a, so a bunch right, of right. white, you know, <laughs> white boring bread. white stuff. Little mayonnaise thrown in on the side. Bunch <laughs> <laughs> of cake. I did it too. So you're referring, I think, to an article that I wrote last week for USA Today on highly personalized gifts and DIY gifts. So trying to give something a little bit more unique when it comes to tech, or in this case, science. 
but you're right. Ancestry DNA was was so fun. So this summer I did it, uh, and as you as you suggested, Shannon, I did find out I was eighty nine percent European Jewish. So no no shocker there. Uh, when I saw the map that was given back to me, all the dots were around Poland, uh, part of Russia, um, so mostly Eastern Europe, uh, Belarus, and things like that. But I did find out I was two percent Irish. Which I thought that was kind of oh. cool. Uh, I don't know, even so. hear an accent in there at all. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah, you, you make fun of my Canadian accent enough, but <laughs> if you're going to try to listen for an Irish one, it's just not going to be there. Well, <laughs> we are we are going to put this whole list. That's a great list of these uh, these creative minds DIY gifts for the creative minds that you wrote last week for USA Today. So we'll throw that list up there, and of course your picks as well. Uh, that we talked about just now, the Samsung Galaxy Note 8, the Pixel Buds, the Google Daydream VR, and the Nintendo Switch. Mark, uh, thank you very much once again. And to you guys. All the best. Talk soon. All right, coming up next, we're going to get an update from Chris Carlo about the fire up there in Ventura, as well as the Fallbrook fire when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, as you heard in Amy's news, that fire has erupted near the 15 and 76 in Fallbrook. Very fast moving. Sullivan Middle School evacuated. The pictures are pretty damn dramatic. Uh, All of West Lilac Road now has mandatory evacuations in place because of this fire. Again, near the 15 and the 76, Cleveland National Forest has... uh, has dispatched a helicopter and a couple of fire engine strike teams and a water tender to go in and help as well because they know the conditions today mean that any even small fire uh, could potentially be disastrous. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. One of the other fires, the biggest one that's burning right now in Southern California and the biggest one in a long time is the Thomas Fire burning at 96,000 acres was uh, this morning's total. In started in Santa Paula, made its way through Ojai and Ventura, and as we saw and heard earlier today, made its way all the way to the ocean there at Faria Beach. Uh, Chris Ancarla was there and has kind of moved up the coast a little bit, a little bit closer towards Carpinteria. Are you still seeing uh, active flames headed your direction? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm at the top end of Faria Beach just before I guess it turns into the I got to work on the geography right here, but. Um, there are still little spot fires that uh, that firefighters are trying to put down. Like you see them kind of pop up, and um, there was, for example, a tree here that caught on fire probably about five minutes ago. And I saw the flames, you know, start to pop up, and within just a matter of about sixty seconds, there was a fire engine on it. And uh, right now, they're working to douse that and also the tree next to it because you, you know you don't want one of these trees to go up. One of these, I don't even know what kind of species this is. I mean, it's a, it's like a coastal universe. Once these things go up, I mean, that that's going to send a lot of stuff into the air. And then just right across the street, this is a part of Freya Beach where it's not just houses up against the Pacific Coast Highway, up against the ocean. It's now you have two layers of houses, and that creates a much more significant problem. Are there spotter planes? Is there Are there any aircraft uh, above you keeping an eye on these spot fires? I haven't seen any aircraft, and I don't know that they would really be able to do much uh, because the cloud bank is so low right now and so thick that they will uh, end up just um, I, I really kind of missing whatever spot fires there are out there. Speaking of which, there's like a little bit right next to me um, that I'm going to stand on right now because it's making me nervous and I just yes. don't like it. 
Yes, please get away from that. Well, stamp it out first and then get away from it. Yeah. Oh, somebody's got a shovel. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, all right. Make me very nervous Better. here. Well, what are they expecting um, in terms of, of the forecast as we move into the, the evening and, and the afternoon here? Uh, well, you know, the, that's the tricky part is these winds have been you know, moving up. Um, they were moving up from the south southeast uh, to the northwest. And they, right now it feels like they're kind of blowing in the opposite direction. So they kind of keep switching back and forth, which is being a little bit problematic for firefighters because it, it seems like every time they kind of get a handle on it, we get a little spot fire that, that crops up and it looks like it's blowing in a different direction. So, yeah, fire kind yeah. of creates its own weather, too. Yeah, so it's uh, my, my friend with the shovel tells me it's coming from the northwest right now. Person's um, the direction far better than mine at the moment, uh, and yeah, that's that's the challenge. You know, these flows keep kind of moving back and forth, and then that makes things a little bit more unpredictable here. Um, so, yeah, these guys are doing an amazing job. I talked to. Um, I was just up the block here. If you guys want to hear a good story, I was just up the block here, and I noticed the street sign that said uh, Mount Suribachi Drive, and that immediately piqued my interest. I was like, huh, why, why is this called Mount Suribachi Drive? And so there was a guy standing up at the edge of it, and I was like, hey, like, is there a story behind the street name? And he's like, yeah, well, this is my, uh, my wife's grandfather's house, he, he passed away just about four years ago. Um, but he fought in World War II. He fought in Iwo Jima and all these other battles. And, um, and you know, when he built the house here, he wanted to call it Mount Suribachi Drive. Of course, the site of the famous stand by the United States Marine Corps in the Battle of Iwo Jima. And, uh, you know, the, if you ever see the, the flag-raising photo, that's, uh, that's the battle. And um, I couldn't think of a more apt street name, considering the fact that these firefighters just put up you know, the fight that you wouldn't even believe in order to stop these flames from uh, from crossing over the Pacific Coast Highway and, and hitting these homes. Um, it was it was a stand to witness. Awesome story. Will you be my phone a friend if they ever bring back Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, you, no, you don't want me on that. I, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire once. Oh, um, yeah, this is a good story. <laughs> do, do you have a second? I'll tell you the story. It has nothing to do with fires. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I, I made it all the way up to the last of the first round of 10 questions, you know, before you get to the big, big money. And um, I had a uh, – <laughs> I'd used all of my, uh, my you know, lifelines except for the, the Ask the Audience. And it was a really weird question. Um, it was like – Talking about Elvis and when fools rush in, and uh, that was inspired by what English poet. And so I asked the audience, and they all came back with the same poet that I thought it was. And so I went ahead and took the gamble, and uh, I got it wrong. So I lost fifty thousand dollars. Oh wait, got, my, uh, I think we've got some audio here of this moment in your past. <laughs> this was a. Uh, this was. Go. You got to stand that close to Meredith Vieira. Oh, that's a lot of money. Who's that lady oh, in the your, audience? That's his wife. Uh, and then you, you, you tripped, tripped over, over the, the cameraman. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's up on the website. We're gonna we're gonna put that up. Oh my gosh, Oscar, I'll send you the link. That. Yeah. So, so wait, how uh, much? My, 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 my wife told me, so I, I was carried over from one episode to the next, and my wife told me, you know, like, if you end up with a significant sum of money, just go ahead and walk away with it. And I was playing the odds, because if I had gotten that question right, then the next one would have been for $100,000. So I was like, oh, I may as well take the guess, like, just doing all the math in my head, and I got it wrong. So we had to drive back from New York to, to D.C. after that, and um, she did not say a word to me for um, that entire trip, and then... 
several days after that. We were not married yet, so. How much money did you did you waste? I mean, uh, gamble. So I, uh, they gave me a thousand dollars for for being there. I, I think I lost. Uh, it was about fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> a baby's college money, right there. Yeah, don't tell her. I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm triggering Lauren right now. Uh, we will. We will. Uh... Oscar, I sent you the link, by the way, so we'll be able to put that up on the website and everybody can see Chris running into the cameraman after kissing a random have to woman see that in the audience. Immediately. All right. Well, you know, you know, you know what else? Real quick, there, uh, I, I accidentally grabbed my wife uh, in the chest there as well as I was falling over because I was trying to regain my balance. What is wrong so, with you? Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I have to look at this right away. And she still married you and made a child with you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I make mistakes more than once. Uh, Chris, uh, stay safe out there. All right, we'll do. Thank you. Chris and Carlo is live on the scene of the Thomas Fire burning out right along the coast now. It's uh, north end of Faria Beach is where Chris is, keeping an eye on that. Here's a uh, question he had to answer. Cubes of bamboo he climbed on as a boy inspired Sebastian Hinton in 1920 to patent what? Cubes of bamboo bamboo that he climbed mm-hmm. on? What are uh, the options? Seesaw, slide, jungle gym, merry-go-round. Jungle gym. You're correct. The others don't make any sense. Hmm. All right. Gary and Shannon will continue. All right. We posted the uh, precious video of Chris Carlo on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire up on our website, kfiam640.com. Precious. Gary and Shannon. It's very cute. Uh, also... I don't know when the my game show appearance is coming up. Yeah, you got to so let I've us know. I've not yet heard. You've got to let so. us know because we're going to be all over that. But uh, I listen. didn't trip on any camera. <laughs> if you missed earlier in the show, John and Ken took down the uh, Postathon website, we think. I don't know they, how they, they did it. They took it down through using some back channel stuff. Maybe Ray got into it. Hey, so let's come people... up with a fake term like server migration. Right. Right. That's like server like that's migration. A, that's so thing. we lost about an hour and a half of pimping out our auction item. This is all for Katarina's Club, all to feed the kids in Orange County that do not have a warm meal to go to bed in their stomachs every night. We are, uh, we're actually approaching also the dinner with Bill and Chef Bruno thing. Oh, we are? Yeah. Well, I don't really care about that. I just want to beat John and Ken. Here's how you do it. Go to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Postathon. You'll see all of the auction items and a bunch of information as well about tomorrow's Postathon. We're going to be live at Christ Cathedral and Garden Grove all day tomorrow. Starting with uh, Jonesy and uh, the wake-up call, it starts right at 5 o'clock all the way through every show up until Conway at 10 o'clock. All of us will all be out there live, from well, during our individual shows, but we'll all be out there from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. Our auction item is a Dodger game in the suite, which is an incredible night on its own. But but we're a lot of fun, you know? And and John and Ken, I don't think, can can bring the kind of fun that we bring. We're not as much. Can we turn on John's mic? Yeah. We're not as much fun. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been arrested at Dodger Stadium? Because <laughs> I have. That's oh, so now of... this is a badge of honor. Yes. I remember. I so. It used to be when I brought it up, you'd kind of flinch and you were embarrassed. I, I know. Uh, right. <laughs> but, now, but now you're embracing it. It's like, come out with me. You might get arrested, too. Now we'll it's... both have a criminal record. How now about that? for the children, John. <laughs> yeah, now it's for, it's for the, the children. children. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Hey, maybe tonight it's a felony. What do you think? <gasps> 
that's what we could do. You want to get a felony? Well, I'm just saying if we had to up it in some way. Yeah, I could make that happen. Pull up a list of felonies. I'll see which one I can get us on board well, with. Well, if you're going to do a felony, make it a good one. Now, the big deal is that our uh, our auction item is almost a, uh, identical to your auction item in that uh, ours is, it says, join gas for a game at Dodger Stadium, transportation provided for you to and from the game. Mm. Enjoy some Dodger dogs alongside Gary and Shannon and the crew at Dodgers uh, Radio AM570 LA Sports does, Luxury Suite. Does transportation mean you two are going to be in the limousine with the uh, winner? Oh, probably not. Oh, okay. Only because if, I mean, if they're from Orange County or something, that would... Limit will just pick them up and then yeah. drop right. them off. I just wanted to see if until, you were trying to out... Uh... No, no, no. Okay. We wouldn't get there until the fourth inning at that point. <laughs> see, vandalism on federal property. That's a, that's a felony. federal property? <laughs> Kidnapping. <laughs> Kidnapping? I could do that. Sure. Uh, let's see. Threatening an official? That sure. seems pretty obvious, right? That's easy to do. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of felonies you can commit. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> Dream big. Yeah. Open then. Uh, and then yours is, you know, it'd be okay. It, it's the same thing. Well, it's exactly of. the same, except it's us instead of you. Right. Yeah, which is I why. Mean, you could say it's the same thing, but I think everybody knows. Which it's... is why I so badly want to beat you, you know? <laughs> Again. Just, just in general, you want to beat me. <laughs> KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Pastathon. You'll see the auction items up there that you can bid on. We'll talk about it tomorrow, of course, obviously, out there as well. What do you guys got coming up today? Oh, uh, in an hour, we're going to have an alternate juror from the Kate Steinle case who thinks the oh, jury wow. was right in letting the killer go. What time is this? Three o'clock. Holy hell! I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some popcorn and I'm gonna pull up one of these chairs. I can't wait for that this. It's gonna be good. All right, John and Ken up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. That that was a good show. I really like them. Gary and Shannon.